Hey everybody, it's Ian Amber, and we are back again with another episode of Straight People, the podcast for straight people, by queer people, because straight people don't have what? Enough. They don't have enough. Um, I was asked recently if you're allowed to listen to this podcast if you're not straight. Who am I gonna how am I gonna stop you? How am I gonna do that? How am I gonna even how would I even prove it? You know what I mean? So if you like it and you're gay, don't worry about it. If you're straight and you like it, even better. Um, our guest today uh, is um, a hilarious comedian, a friend, and someone I've known for a while. You started comedy, what, last couple years, I feel like. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, killing it and um, uh, part of one of my favorite straight couples. I usually don't root for straight couples, but um, uh, her husband, Voss, has done straight people, and now it's her turn. Please welcome Carlette Jennings, everyone. Let's hear for Carlette. Yay! Hey, everybody. I always introduce people like that's they're coming up for a show. I don't. I, I, I like that. Them. I know. Right? <laughs> I should put in like fake applause, but I keep doing it. I'm like, well, when I when we get back to hosting, I'll be right on my game. You know, it's very old school game show, and I've always wanted to do one, so I like it. Right. <laughs> um. Well, Carlette, uh, I, I put people right on the spot, right out of the gate. This is a podcast called Straight People. How do you identify? Tell me about I, yourself. I identify as straight. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> How, how's that going? You know, <laughs> um, I'm like, is it nice? It doesn't seem trendy enough right now. I feel very antiquated just being yeah. straight. <laughs> Some people I have on, they go, I'm straight. I'm like, that's not what I heard. But it just, <laughs> so, Carlette, what I like to ask my straight guests is because, uh, like, as a straight person, you're just born whole and complete into a system that's programmed for you. You know, now if you, you know, obviously, you're black, so not mm-hmm. fully programmed for you. Yes. But in terms of your sexuality, you you got it's a lane. True. You know what I your lane is. To, it's true. I need at least one. I'm a woman. I'm black. At least in my sexuality, it's the one way in which I'm with the majority. So I right? got something. Yeah. <laughs> so you're at least in that. You're you're in that lane. So what happens is though, for me, the way I the way I look at it is, is that you don't know your you don't truly know you're straight until you know what gay is. Does that make sense? So it's like, you're just normal, you know? And then you find out that there's this other thing and that other thing obviously being the spectrum now. Um, mm-hmm. But tell me about like what I call it, it's your access to queerness. Was it a television show? Was it hearing a slur on the playground? Was it a family member that people whispered about? Right. Like, what was the first What was the first queer thing you remember? Was it the first gay person, gay thing? This was my entree into <laughs> queerness. But so I caught, I was on vacation when I was like 12 with my family in Canada. And the adults like went out for the night and left me with a family friend's kid who was around the same age. And we caught the like hotel room porn. Okay. And that was the first time I saw like girl on girl and realized like, okay, some people are not just in bed. Yeah. Boy, girl. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, And how old were you? How old were you? I had to be, I want to say I was about 12 that summer. Yeah. So it was like a, um, now was it like, was it like true lesbian porn or was it like stylized for straight men? Like girls with big teeth. Like I love, what I love about like that kind of lesbian porn is like when they would wear stilettos in bed, like on the mattress. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to destroy that pillow top, you know? Like, (laughs) <laughs> it was definitely for straight guys. It was like two girls in the locker room and they go yeah. from like, we're changing to like, <laughs> you know? 
And I was just like, and the little boy I was with, he was super into it. And, um, <laughs> and like, yeah, so that was the first time it occurred to me that like sex comes in all forms and yeah. like people are out here doing all kinds of things. But I was kind of with it. I was like, that's cool. It's not just what you see yeah. on daytime TV. Like there's, out. Yeah. I was like, I like this freaky thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then as you got older, did you like, do you remember the first gay people you met the first time you ever went to a gay club, any of that kind of stuff? Um, so I have high school friends who, well, you know, it's really funny looking back now, they weren't out, but when they came out later on after high school, I was like, duh, why didn't yeah. I know that? Yeah. <laughs> like I re I evaluated everything they ever said to me and did. And I was like, Carlette. Now I'm going to give myself props and say, I didn't attach certain behaviors to you've got to be gay. I was like, you are whatever you tell me you are. So my gay friends who said they were into girls, I was like, sure, you said yeah. so. I'm going to believe you. But later when they admitted they weren't into girls, I was like, ah, Carlette, right. How did you miss that? <laughs> he, he, he like openly threw himself in front of like football players and was like, I love him. And you're like, me too. I just thought they were good friends. <laughs> yeah. I always know that it was my female friends from high school and college that when that when I came out to them, they weren't surprised at all. Like, because that was, we had the relationship of like a good Judy kind of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, Same. so we were I mean, girlfriends in the sense of what how we shared with each other and how we were emotional with each other. Now, all the guys were all like, what? Uh. But then I realized that was what I was doing. I was being one way to the women. And when the guys were around, I'd be a different, you know what I mean? And I didn't know that about myself. I found that out about myself after I came out. I was like, oh, I was yeah, code, I, code switching without even knowing. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I was always really like easy about it. Like when my friends did come out, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I should have known that looking back. All right, now what? Like. It was never a big deal. <laughs> now, have you ever experienced, because like white gay men are, are not to pick on white gay men, but I am one. So, but um, white gay men can, can be guilty of uh, appreciating black women, but to the point of imitation. Have you ever had to tell a black, uh, tell a, a gay white man, uh, no, no, you can't, don't, don't talk like that. You know what I mean? Um, like, I never, I never had to call a gay white man out, but I have thought about this. Like, it's very interesting. Popular culture so much borrows both from black people and from gay culture. Yeah. And then I have thought before about like, so like what comes first? Like, you know, in my mind, I like to think black women are doing a lot of stuff first. And then gay black men are being raised by those black women. Then gay white men are seeing their gay black counterparts and they're like, that is pretty cool. And then yeah. somehow, you know, straight white people who are always last on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> by the time they find out it's cool, we're all over it. We've all moved on. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some access point too for like as, as a white gay man who didn't grow up around black women, I watched television and all the characters that had the best lines and all the um, sitcoms were the black women. So like, you know, like uh, uh, on the Jeffersons, Wheezy and mm -hmm. Helen Willis, and of course the maid of uh, Florence. Yes. 
on what's happening. It was D. Like there was all these characters that they always got the and surely on what's happening. I mean, there were the they always got the last word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I was really like. I was like, oh. But then when I met actual black women, I was like, okay, well that's not accurate. That's not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like not every not every woman is a Shirley. Not every woman is a D. They're they're in there. They're in yeah. there, and they'll come out at times. But yeah. So I think that's pretty interesting. I, I think that um, the best I ever heard is that Dulce Sloan once said that that we're we're like two mirrors facing each other, black women and gay men, and it's like this feedback loop of sass just kind of <laughs> constantly occurring. You know. That um, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about you were someone that I originally met that your husband was doing stand-up and you had you you act and had done what I believe like sketch and some improv maybe. And yeah. then you decided to get into stand-up. And um, I have to say, like I had you on one of my shows, uh, Sweet Baby Jesus, and that was like one of the strongest. So I hadn't ever seen you do stand-up, and that was the first time I saw you do stand-up, and you like melted my face off. Like literally, like the reaction from the crowd, like the way you just attacked the stage. Um, tell me a little bit about getting into stand-up and like what you get out of it versus other um, you know, art forms that you've participated in. Right. So like you said, I had been acting before. I really started at comedic performance with improv, like in high school. Yeah. And so by the time um, I met my husband, we met doing improv. And then he was like, I'm going to try stand up first. And stand up scared me because I was like, oh, at least with improv, you've got a crew and you don't have to carry the scene and carry the laugh. And um, I always wanted to try stand up and I would even write things out. And I would tell Voss what I'd written out. And he's like, that's funny. Go sign up for the skull mic. And I'd be like, no. There was at least a good two or three years between when I'd like written stuff out that he told me was good enough for an open mic and when I actually took a stage. So, you know, I, I think it just scared me a lot to be on stage by myself. And admittedly, for all my performance experience, the first time I held a mic and looked at people looking at me with that like expectant look, I was super nervous as if I had no stage experience. So it is, it is scary, but then once you do it, you know this, it becomes addictive once you're like, oh, I got it. I yeah, like it. Absolutely. But, but at first I was like, you know, I was real slow to get started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's fair. Like for me, um, there was a year of me watching like what Atlanta stand up. So I went to like uh, comedy gold when Gilbert used to run that, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the skull and wherever else um, to see how all, all the locals, you know? And after a year, I was like, I'm not, into, I, I think I can. And obviously I, I wasn't like, these people were, you know, ahead of me um, in terms of like their skill set. But, uh, but it was like, after watching it enough, I was like, well, I mean, the worst that could happen is I don't do well, you know, and that's five minutes right. of, of being uncomfortable. Well, you, know, yeah. you know that I was always around when, uh, way back in the day when Voss first started, he ran a room and um, I would always come and do the music and like watch. And so for me, I kind of think of myself as a fan first. Yeah. You know, I watched comedy for years, not just to go to shows to see my husband, but then, like, I used to tell him when he'd plan his shows who my favorite comics were. Like, I'd be like, ask this one and this one and this one. Like, if you've gotten on stage multiple times with Voss in the past, it's probably because I, like, was in his air. Like, this is who I want to see on Sunday night. Right. 
It was me. Um, so I think one thing that helped is I also started to like understand what seemed to be working. Yeah. And what didn't work. And it's not the same watching as doing by any means, but I think it was a little bit of insight for me when I got started. And then of course I took um Atlanta's now very popular all-female class. Um, oh yeah, Laugh Lab with the yes, Larry. Um, yep. I got to give Lace and Laugh Lab props, but in addition to Laugh Lab, I already had my own idea of what looked like it worked. Yeah. And when things didn't work, I had my own ideas of why. Yeah. And that's what I can say for like the people coming out of her class. You can tell the folks who have some additional foundation immediately. You can just tell the difference. Like if you're not scared on stage or you have a, a general understanding of how to write a joke and tell a joke or perform then you're like light years ahead. And that's what she's really doing is she's cutting like six months to a year out of your development time, the way she teaches the class, you know, which is really right. awesome. But And it's just the homework of making you write five minutes. I think if yeah. I were by myself, it would have taken me all year to sit down and force myself to do it. But showing up every week and, and bringing more jokes or revising the jokes I had just helped me come up with that package if I had to do it by myself, just the accountability, I'd be, you know, still telling Voss my jokes and being like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doing your type five for Voss. That's hilarious. Okay. So um, hard shift. We're going to move on to um, our quiz section of the podcast. You've done very well so far. Uh, according to my score, you are in fact straight. So you're doing it. You're killing it. Um, okay. So my first question is, um, why do straight men draw dicks on everything? <laughs> why do straight men draw a dick? I think, I think it is the ultimate form of like self-flattery. Like, you know, like Freud said, women might have penis envy. I think, I think men are just so into their own dicks, whether they're yeah. straight or not. Like straight men just love dicks. I think y'all are so proud of it. And in my next life, I'd like to be a man just to see, is it more fun? To have one, I don't know, but even when you like babysit little baby boys, they're always playing with it. And I'm just like, it must just be exciting to have a dick. Right. I'd like to try it. Okay. It's like a fidget spinner attached to your body. Um, okay, what is the straightest slang term for women's breasts? Ooh, um, hooters. Yeah? Yeah, that seems really straight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, when I told my dad I was gay, like I told him at an Outback Steakhouse, uh, but then the next the next place we went to eat, he took me to a Hooters, um, and then he said he he even was like when we were there, he was like, I suppose this does nothing for you, and I was like, well, the wings are good, you know, like the wings are fine. Um, but like yeah, bringing your it. vegan friend to like long, yeah. <laughs> and every time I ask him where do you want to get a lunch, he always says Hooters, and I'm like, I'm not gonna. It's I was not like, gonna work. <laughs> I told him I would take him to a Hooters if he'll buy a pair of the little orange shorts and wear them there. Um, okay, tell me, I'm going to just name an item that, that you may not think has sexuality to it, but we're going we're gonna to assign it to gay or straight culture, okay? So straight or gay, Beyonce. Ooh, gay. Okay, straight or gay, Kelly. Hmm. I'm going to stick with gay. I'm going to stick with gay. Okay, straight or gay, Michelle. Dang, um, the further we get from Beyonce's light, the straighter we seem to be getting. And she sings gospel now. So she kind of, 
Let's give her to straight people. Okay. Let them have one. <laughs> right. She is a straight icon. Okay. Um, gay or straight? Hallmark Channel movies. Oh, man. This is interesting. So I was in one. And the writer director of the one I was in is super gay. I yeah. mean, super gay. So I'm gonna go with gay. Okay. <laughs> um, they're about straight people, but they're like the gayest things ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, calm down. Um, gay or straight, Hallmark keepsake ornaments. <sighs> that seems straight though. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. Unless you can fit them in your butt, then they're probably gay. But uh, okay, <laughs> gay or straight, roller skating roller skating not roller blading um you know this is hard because in black culture i would say it's pretty straight but for white people it seems gay i don't know why okay all right (laughs) gay or straight roller blading that seems straight seems straight okay (laughs) um uh gay or straight uh bucket hats bucket hat Give me an example of who wears a bucket hat. Um, like Blossom, that hat that she pulls down on her oh, head. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of hat. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. That- you could put a, embellish it with a sunflower if you like. Now, if you were a girl who grew up in the 90s like myself, it could be very straight girl. But if you still love them, you might be gay man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, did, I, I had Zach Wright on recently, and he said that he thinks that they're straight but then he had a gay guy in a bucket hat hit on him the night before at his restaurant. I was like, you know, okay. I said, but if you're hit, if you're hitting on Zach at a restaurant, you're probably voted for Trump. You're one of them gays. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Um, straight or gay baseball. Mm, straight. Straight or gay fast pitch softball. Fast pitch softball. Maybe. That one where they wind it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's still straight. Okay. Um, straight or gay paintball? Straight. Okay. Straight or gay laser tag? I'm going to stick with straight. <laughs> yeah. Laser tag would make a great name for a drag queen, I think. Other than that, but yes. it's a straight experience. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Straight or gay table side guac? Tables, uh, straight. Okay. Um, uh, okay, this is the final one. You are at a wedding, okay? Uh, it is like a friend of your mom's. Um, it is you're in a barn. You're drinking. You're drinking. Uh, you're drinking your drink out of a mason jar. Um, they have cupcakes instead of regular cake. Okay. And the father daughter dance is about to start. What song do they play? And this is straight. And if it's my mom's friend, I'm going to say they black. Yeah. In which case, I don't know if we're going to be in a barn and drinking out of mason jars. Okay. We're going to do, my mom's from the Caribbean. It's going to be, it's going to be ostentatious. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And the couple, uh, straight young black couple, they're going to be maybe dancing to John Legend. Okay. All of me. All of me. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. But this is your, this, we're going to switch it up though. So now this is your 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 white friend's wedding. It's your white friend's wedding, and they are they're gonna do the father daughter dance. We're in the barn with the with the mason jars. It's a dry wedding, no oh liquor. God. Yeah, they're Pentecostal. Why am I here? Is the I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. But they they the father daughter dance. 
So it's the father of the bride and the bride. They dance. What song do they dance to? Um, Ed Sheeran. Anything Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no, no. I take it back. For father, daughter, let's give them butterfly kisses. That is my, that's my favorite answer to the question. Yep. That is my personal favorite. <laughs> if I ever have a daughter, that's what we're going to be dancing to at her barn wedding. Um, tell people where they can find you online if you want to be found online. You can follow me on Instagram. I am there some of the time at uh, Carlette Jennings. It's C-A-R-L-E-T-T-E-J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S. And um, when we get back to doing outdoor shows, it's a little too cold now, but my husband and I run uh, a show at Second Self Brewery on the West Side last Friday of every month, except the yeah. What do you think you're going to get back? Do you have any idea? You, you, I hope that I think since we do last Fridays, I think March, by the end of March, Atlanta yeah. starts to be really warm. February yeah. is probably still like this, you know? Yeah. I think cold. I'm thinking like April, May uh, for, but I think I'm going to go to indoor like limited seating. But okay. I don't know. I'm worried. I'm still like, who knows? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, it's the worst. But anyways, Carla, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Carla. Go ahead, no, I, I was just going to say I'm with you. I'm still concerned. I just don't want to get sick. Selfishly, I don't want it. I don't yeah. even like it. Oh. Well, there's that, but I also don't want to be responsible. Like, I don't want my dumb dick jokes to be responsible for someone, like an outbreak. You exactly. know what I mean? That's not worth it, you know? Exactly. Um, I, I find myself, like, I'm hilarious, but you don't need to die for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's exactly even... the point. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> well, Carla, you have been a delight. We're at our 20-minute limit. So we killed it. We did our episode. Um, thank you so much. With you, Ian. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> um, I might have you on to do, I, I'm doing this thing, Cameo, the game show. I might have you on to do that. That might be really fun. That'd be fun. Um, okay, cool. This has been Straight People. Uh, if you like our podcast, rate us on Apple Podcasts because that's super important, apparently. Um, for everybody listening outside of the U.S., thank you so much. And I hope you're having a good gay day out there. And uh, listen to next week where we talk to more straight people about what? Straight culture, if it is even a thing. <laughs> <laughs>